Hi everyone, today is an impromptu piece of sharing from me as the rain tips down and beats against my window. I just really noticed my mood, so I want to talk a little bit about coping with the end of summer blues. See you in a moment. Welcome to the Leverage Business Podcast, where we believe business success is about working smarter, not harder. Leveraging your time and expertise in ways that fit the digital age you and your clients live in today. I'm your host, Jay Allison, author of Leverage Consulting in the Digital Age and founder of the iSuccess Business Academy. And every episode, I'll be sharing insights into how you can apply the power of leverage to grow your consulting, coaching, or other expert services business and create true freedom and independent success with mindset, marketing, and money model breakthroughs. Because when you get leveraged, the sky's the limit. Let's go for it. Okay, welcome to this impromptu episode. This was not what I planned. I thought I would just jump on. Um, Because if you're feeling the end of summer blues a little bit like I am, our summer finally really comes to an end in the UK. The rain's tipping down, as I said, it's beating against my wall. You might hear it a little bit. So yeah, it just felt like a good thing to, to share because I'm noticing my mood is lower than usual and it can be really challenging with our social and work interactions to rise above it. And yeah, it makes you think the end of summer blues is a real thing. The change in temperature, light going from summer into fall or autumn, it can affect us more than we realize. I mean, even trying to get my Zoom lighting is just really challenging. I've got a ring light, I've got blinds on the window, um, and it's 11 o'clock in the morning, and it's like, what's going on? I can't get my lighting right. Something's really shifted and... um, yeah, I think it's the same that in our minds we have to shift too. So, you know, really it's that mark of a season ending, a season filled with warmth and sunshine and outdoor activities and the start of something a little colder, like shorter, darker days and more time indoors. And although I love autumn, I really do, all its vibrant colouring and food delights this season brings us, the, the, the wind and the rain really aren't so welcoming. <laughs> and they you know, just make you realise there's an absolute seasonal shift. You know, we're not going to see any more massively sunny, hot days, despite all the heat waves that we had on and off, on and off throughout, well, from April really, right through to, to, to last week. So as I noticed my own mood dipping and realised that probably, you know, this whole shift in season has a lot to do with it, I thought I'd put out some ideas on how to handle end of summer blues. And as you might be feeling a little bit of this too, I thought I'd drop an impromptu checklist to share some ideas on how to cope with it, prevention as well as treatment. So here are some strategies that you can use to really handle that transition smoothly into the new season and embrace seasonal living. So number one is reflect and celebrate. So a couple of things here. First, reflect on the past months. Take some time to reflect on the wonderful moments that you had during the summer. Maybe make a a photo album or a digital slideshow of your favourite summer memories. 
sometimes your photo album or Facebook will actually do that for you. So sometimes it's just a matter of going through it from time to time and, and just really sucking in the delight of the summer season. And another thing is a gratitude journal. And with my clients' meetings, we often have a round of gratitude at the end because often we don't, you know, we're so busy solving problems and getting into the, the challenges that we face we don't stop and actually celebrate the wins and, and take uh, stock of the people that we appreciate and the things that we appreciate in our life. So it's good to note down all the things that you really enjoyed over the summer and, yeah, just take stock and delight in it. So number two is maintain a healthy routine. So part of this is regular exercise, and it might be that you have to change your exercise because you can't get outdoors quite as much. So I love to walk. I like to walk um, at least four times a day, of a day, a week. And um, yeah, I would have had the time to walk four times a day. <laughs> but yeah, so I love to walk at least four times a week. If I could get out daily, I would. But when the rain's there and the wind, it's like really less appealing. It's like, what can I do? So I'm actually looking at what's some like equipment that I can bring into the house that's going to be just really easy for me to take some action on, whether it's stretching with uh, resistance bands, whether it's actually buying some kind of treadmill I've looked at. So just so that you can keep up with your regular exercise routine, whatever that is, because it really boosts your mood. And the other part of that, of course, is balanced diet. And sometimes we get into a habit of the kind of things we eat in certain seasons, partly because it's available, partly it's what we feel like. So we eat a lot of lighter stuff in summer, a lot of salads. And now going into autumn and winter, you start to think about some more robust uh, type foods. So there's a whole lot of things that you can look at in terms of seasonal diet, seasonal food that, that really will warm you up and make you feel good. So number three is embrace the change. Embrace the season. Start to embrace the upcoming season rather than like, like grief for the one that's gone and all the unique activities and the food choices that it brings. So um, I would really like move from reflecting and gratitude on the summer that we've had and move into, I'm really excited now for all the great things that are coming with autumn and just make a, a, a mental conscious decision to, to make that shift. And to be honest, autumn activities, plan for autumn activities. I mean, if you're into, if you want to go outside and it's not dipping down with rain, you know, apple picking, um, harvest festivals, carving pumpkins, they're all kind of things that are often happening in the community that maybe we, we forget to look out for. But those things can really make you feel, uh, feel a lot of joy. So number four, engaging creative outlets. So if you're not outside community, if that doesn't appeal, then what are the things that you can do individually with your family, with friends, with your loved ones that allows you to engage in some kind of creative project? So maybe it's some art. Um, maybe you actually start to paint or draw and, and make some rich images around the seasons maybe it's you know that's a way to 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 really color color your mind with what the season is or you can write write poems or stories or read poems and stories that embrace the end of summer and the onset of the new season 
Number five is revitalize your space. I find this really helps where you maybe consider a bit of redecorating your in your living space, maybe with some autumnal themes, buy a couple of cushions that really embrace the colors of autumn. And maybe there's a bit of gardening. You know, you want to prepare your garden, you know, tidy it up, some overgrowth, sadly in mind from the uh, summer days where it's been hot and you know, some rain and everything's kind of just grown. And I'm now sort of really looking at what sort of gardening support I need because I'm actually in a new place. So um, I haven't really sourced anyone yet. I've had a couple of quotes, but most people um, are actually busy. So it's taken me a little while and I'm not a gardener myself, but I really like to enjoy the garden. So I want to get that sorted and it feels good to like, okay, so I'm going to tidy it all up and I'm going to prepare it for, for autumn and going into winter. So you can really begin transitioning in what your garden looks like outside. Maybe buy a couple of pots of some colourful autumn flowering plants. Number six is self-care. And I'm really good on this one because I've had my spa day. I'm about to book another one. Um, really treated um, myself to a spa day. It really helps you refresh and rejuvenate. Didn't even have any treatments. I just literally went there and spent the day. It was like 10 till four, it wasn't a full day, but it was just enough to really soak in the steam rooms and the saunas. They have a wonderful outdoor pool. Um, it was actually Aquasauna at Centre Parks in Woburn Forest. If anyone um, has been there, you'll know that it's just wonderful. It's one of the biggest Aquasaunas and they just have a wealth of different things to do. So yeah, it was a great, it was a great day. And so much so I wanted to repeat it. And I think that's gonna really help me with with my little bit of mood uh, lifting that's needed. Um, and the other part of self-care is reading because I think one of the things in summer is you're outdoors a lot more. So I'm certainly behind in a lot of the reading that I want to do. So cut up with a good book, maybe uh, a novel rather than a business book. That's certainly the advice I need to take myself. Um, but there's actually so many business books that uh, I really want to get into. If I don't read it cover to cover, it just is something that it's, you know, there's a pile um, and there's a, another list in my Kindle that I just really want to get to. So it's like carve out a day, put it in your diary um, or, you know, take a couple of hours um, or even an hour at the end of each day or in the morning before you get to work. And just uh, really grab your sort of favorite warm beverage and and enjoy and, and treat yourself to that time. So number seven is learn and grow. It's a little bit related to the reading, but take up a new hobby or a course, maybe something that uh, just takes you into a different place. Just use the season as that kind of, right, now I'm going to go join the golf membership that I've been looking at every time I drive past it. Now I'm going to go and, you know, maybe take up a new, as I said, a new piece of equipment in the, um, in the living space to do my exercises. So just sort of take up something that becomes a new hobby, something to concentrate on. Um, and that relates to networking is another way you can learn and grow, where you join clubs or groups that align with your interests and you meet new people. Okay, so number eight, look forward, focus forward. Future plans always make us feel a little bit more inspired, a little bit like we're actually like just not stuck in a rut. So, um, you know, start making plans for next summer or spring, um, but give yourself something to look forward to. Maybe Christmas is also uh, on your mind and thinking about what you're going to do there or whatever it is that you celebrate. And New Year is thinking about 
making some of your new year plans. Um, create maybe a bucket list of things that you want to do in the upcoming seasons going into 2024. Number nine is to connect with others. So family and friends, really important to me. And with the seasons, again, you're going to be doing different things with people, but you want to really carve out some quality time rather than just sort of stay in your own space and uh, not venture out because the weather looks bad, etc. But just really make a concerted effort to get out there and, you know, chivvy people along if you have to. Um, and, you know, share your summer experiences with them and plan to do some things going into autumn as well. And part of that is community events, as I mentioned earlier, attending community events. I'm in a new place, I'm in a new area, and I really want to just like get into these the community spirit. So they had a dog show in September. There was a Harvest Festival, but I wasn't able to go to that. But there's a few things kind of coming up. We have these free advertisers that come around, um, and often the community events are, are in there. And so, you know, just pick one or two things and commit to going because it really fosters a sense of belonging and togetherness that you sometimes like lack outside of summer because you're so much more indoors. You're not seeing people quite as often. Finally, number 10 is if things are really feeling bad, you know, if these tips and strategies don't pull you out of your your mood. I mean, maybe it's worth getting some professional help. I don't think in the UK we're a, a, a culture of people that kind of rush to therapy. But sometimes, you know, just having a close chat with, with a friend, particularly if it's someone that has good skills in, in sort of listening and uh, counselling. Otherwise, you know, like you book a spa day, book a counsellor day, you know, book an hour with a counsellor. You never know actually how it could be an outlet for you. I say it's not something that we generally do. Many years ago, actually when I was quite young, I was a counsellor with the Samaritans. And it was just very fulfilling time that I spent there. And um, so even on the other side is actually sometimes helping other people can lift your own mood and bring back that sense of gratitude and appreciation for the things that are going on in your life that are actually quite good because for a lot of people they're really struggling or they've got some emotional trouble, maybe they've lost a loved one, um, maybe they've got a marriage breakup. So, you know, actually helping other people is also very uplifting because it helps you look at your own life through a different lens and feel gratitude. But just that sense of helping somebody as well can just make you feel good. So, you know, remember, it's okay to feel down as the seasons change. We are all different. We all thrive in different elements. And I learned a lot about seasonal living from my friend and client, Joe Hafey, who runs a wonderful five-element seasonal living program. She's also a very, very experienced traditional Chinese medicine practitioner and yoga teacher. And you know, what's important really for this is to find ways to lift your spirit and embrace new opportunities that each season uh, brings. So I'll share the link to her program if anyone's interested. She's based in Australia, but I think she runs it virtually as well. Um, so I hope this helps uplift those blues. It certainly helped me just reminding myself and thinking about what are all the ways that I could use. Um, and I thought I would share it with you. So 
Um, I hope that gives you a rainbow of vibrant life colours. Um, this was very unrehearsed, very unscripted, off the cuff, so I hope that it's helped you today. Make yourself a wonderful rest of the day and have a wonderful autumn. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Leverage Business Podcast. Want to create leverage in your business? Did this episode provide some insights and ideas to be thinking through? If so, subscribe so you get alerts when the next one's released. If you want to learn more or would like help and support with building a leveraged business that achieves true freedom for you, then head over to jallison.com forward slash podcast to find all the resources and links that go with this show on my website and to join our iSuccess community. And if you're enjoying our content, it would be great if you could pop into Apple Podcasts or the app you listen from and leave me a rating and review. Everyone makes a difference to improving our rankings. So thank you if you've done that already. I appreciate you. So hey, that's it. Thank you for listening. I hope you've loved this episode and have some great takeaways to be thinking through. I wish you a pleasant, productive and profitable week. And I'll see you again next time for another episode of the Leverage Business Podcast.